Hello, and welcome to Quora, Conversations with Tom. This is part two of a two-part interview with a Belarusian-American on the current situations taking place in Belarusia this week. Hello, Victoria. Welcome to Kura Conversations with Tom. I'm so glad to, to have you on the, the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you for inviting me. It's really pleasant to be heard. Well, I first want to, out of respect for you, I, names are important to me, and I, but I also, uh, unfortunately, I only speak one language, and, and I don't even speak that one well. So uh, I got Victoria. Could you pronounce your last name for me? My last name is Teres. It's a Belarusian last name. Both of my parents are from West Belarus. And it used to be a part of Poland, but... So, unfortunately, for all of the wrong reasons, Belarus is in the news this week. So what happened? Walk me through. The election was, was it Saturday in Belarus or was it Friday and it was Saturday here in the United States? What, what day did the people of Belarus actually go and vote? Uh, it was August 9th. August 9th, the remember. people of Belarus go to vote, and mm. almost immediately they start hearing election returns, and it's another Lukashenko victory, right? Yeah. So, so why this time? Why not any of the other five times? You already mentioned that COVID had something to do with it. I don't know. The floor is yours, Victoria. Tell me what's going on. What happened? So I think really COVID was like the last drop and all the people, they realized that the president doesn't even care about their health and everything just was like pressuring this opposition to raise. And um, actually I asked a couple of my friends why this year, because there were a lot of protesting like last years and it wasn't that powerful and the reason why they told me that actually candidates are were just worthy and this first candidate who was arrested first he he actually looks like and sounds like a really good president for belarus ah so they know what they lost in many ways what's the what's the police like i i, I can't i can't I can't look at these pictures, police officers attacking their own people. You know, in the United States, we have this expression that police are to protect and serve. They are not protecting and they are not serving. What's the deal with the police force? So I think um, Alexander Lukashenko gave them an order to just do whatever to suppress the opposition. and do everything to just stop it. So that's why they didn't even know any limits. They just, they were beating out people and there are some deaths. I also heard that some people were detained and then released. And when they were released, they've said that they were being tortured while they were being held and detained by the police. Yeah, so for now, um, I believe they arrested about 6,200 people. 6, um, Mostly in Minsk or uh, around the country? I think it's around the country. 
but uh, for now they released about uh, 2,000 people, but still the majority is still there and they're still being tortured. Okay, Victoria, these are some pictures that you just shared with me, and, I, and I'm pulling them up on the computer now. Um, walk me through these pictures. I, I shared with our, our viewers, our listeners, a couple of pictures already of riot police or police in riot gear with batons striking the people. Do you know where this picture is? Is this in Minsk? And, and walk me through um, your slides. Uh, yeah, so I put uh, most of the pictures I put there from Minsk, and um, there is just so there's just so many information. I don't even know where to start because the police was allowed to use any way to stop people, and they were using grenades. They were shooting people. They're like With a lot of videos. Bullets, real bullets, not rubber bullets like we've seen on the streets uh, of the United States, or? Yeah, rubber, rubber bullets. Do you think that the protests in the United States uh, regarding the death of George Floyd, do you think that emboldened Alexander Lukashenko that he's, he, he could kind of say, well, the United States is doing the same thing, or is this totally different? I think it's totally different. And I also think that he... He was already prepared for this because so first three days starting from a day of election, there was no internet and uh. um, so people actually looked up how much does it cost to block the internet all over the country, and it's kind of more than fifty-two million dollars. So a guy who's been in power for twenty-six years, who has seven TV stations that he controls no opposition TV stations, no independent news, then shuts down the internet in his own country mm -hmm. just before the election. And I, also, I did read recently too that he fired the prime minister and appointed a new prime minister. And the analysis by Western experts was that he, that was also an indication that he knew something was brewing, that he knew he was in trouble and he was trying to shake up the, his cabinet to make it, it look like he cared and was being responsive to the people. So he fires his prime minister, he shuts down the internet, people go to the polls anyway, and, and nobody believes the results of the election. And, the, and here we have now riot police, and, and you said that there were two or three days of very bad protests, is that correct? I think three days of really bad protests and all the people got arrested or really beating up and they're in the hospitals now. In this picture, you can see smoke in the background. I would imagine that, that would be from those flashbangs or grenades that you're talking about. What is that flag that they're flying? That, that's not the Belarusian flag. So um, before Belarus became an independent country, it was a flag of Belarus as of uh, like when it was a part of USSR. Ah. And when Belarus became independent and they had a new flag, this flag became a like an opposition flag. Because that flag, the, the current Belarusian flag, is really the flag of Lukashenko if he's the only president they've ever had. Yeah. Right? You know, here in this picture that you shared with me, it's it's men, looks like ages, I would say about 18 to 
30 to 40, it looks like. Uh, I see almost all men in this picture. They're wearing masks uh, because, again, of COVID, and, and their arms are locked together in solidarity. Do you want to say anything else about this picture? After all the violence stopped, there were women coming out the streets and creating the same chains. Yeah, the women in white. Yeah. I've heard a lot. Is there a particular reason that they're known as the women in white? Are the women intentionally wearing white out of solidarity? Does it mean something? I see that this older Belarusian flag that you're talking about, it has a white background with it. It looks like a, a singular red stripe down the middle. Is that why they're wearing white? Is it a coincidence? Or what do you know about the women in white? So uh, this candidate, the opposition candidate, Svetlana, Mm -hmm. um, so because they knew that election could be falsificated, uh, they came out with a thing that um, people who are going to vote for her, they should wear white. She was wearing a white uh, pantsuit in her when she was photographed yeah. voting presumably for herself, right? So that's yeah. how they, kind of the color of opposition. In, in around this candidate, or is it all candidates, or or is it really just this 2020 election? Just this 2020 election. She's wearing her white pantsuit. You have a video that you shared with me. I'm unable to play it right now, but tell me what happens in this in this video. There are just videos of the violence and how people, how the police beats people up and how they shoot everywhere and grenades are exploding. Yeah, I can see in the thumbnail of the video a lot of smoke from, again, grenades or flashbangs. Now, what's the role between the, the military of Belarus and the police? Because in the United States, it is very unusual for the military to come out onto the streets of America. It, the National Guards, which are loosely related to the federal military, they can be deployed on the streets of the United States, but the federal military has only been deployed to the streets of the United States. I believe there was recently this year in Washington, D.C. I know September 11th, 2001, but it's really rare in the United States. What is the role of the military in Belarus and are they on the streets with the police as well? Yeah, it's very uncommon too, but I guess because Alexander didn't have any more support, um, he got involved the army too and the police and the SWAT. I, oh. Yeah, you just said SWAT. You shared with me a picture here. It looks like it looks like snipers on the on the roofs of buildings in their own city. What's going on in this picture? So after those violent protests first days, people understood that they just can't go on the open area. So they were all hiding in the neighborhoods like this one. They were definitely like watching what people do and Well they're and they're holding guns in the in an engaged position. Those are not observers. Those are people who are prepared to shoot. Like you said, we don't know whether they shot or not, but those guns are in an engaged position, not in an observing position. This picture's difficult to look at. Um, fortunately, what we can say the person's in a, in a hospital and hopefully getting the treatment that they need. It uh, looks like on the back left hip, significant bruising, if not burn marks. 
Anything you'd like to share about this picture or the level of violence that- There is a girl and I read her story. She said that she still can't hear on one ear and she was wearing like lenses and that's why she didn't got blind when she got this um, Looks grenade like she a black thrown eye. in her. So she's deaf in her right ear and she has yeah. a, a black eye on her looks like maybe two black eyes, but definitely the, the right eye is, is even more dark and bruised. Her Also her right arm and bicep are wrapped up in ace bandages. And it looks like the lower part of her left arm is wrapped up as well. How mm -hmm. old would you guess that she is, Victoria? Oh, I don't know, maybe like 17, she's very young. 17 year old girl beaten by her own police, two black eyes, deaf in her right ear, and arms bandaged because she's standing up for her rights and her country. Yeah. There are just so many people who didn't even participate in uh, the protest. They were just like walking their dog or just walking by and they got arrested. I advanced the slide because I could tell that you were um, getting upset, understandably. I'm getting upset. I know this is really hard for you, but I, I'm also uh, so amazed by how brave you are to, to reach out to people that you don't know. We've only met in passing before. The fact that you trust me and that you, you let me interview with you so we can get the story out of what's going on in Belarus. Victoria, you're, you're a really brave person. Thank you. And tell me, tell me if, if you'd like, I know we talked about the opposition candidates and the, the rigged election, but you shared here a, a slide that's in Cyrillic. I assume it's the names of the candidates for president and their outcomes. Uh, yeah, so there were uh, two ways of the opposition to count real voice votes. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them was to wear all white and they asked to record this on cameras that would be in a building or anything like that to record how many people in white would actually come. That's brilliant. So the, what you're saying is the people who are voting for uh, the opposition candidates, that's Lana, they wore white going to the voting stations so that people on the outside using video cameras can record how many people are going in wearing white so then when you have the rigged election results coming out and they say that in polling station A, you know, dictator Lukashenko gets 80% of the vote, there's video evidence that 80% of the people did vote the same way, but they didn't vote for him. They voted for the opposition. Yeah, that was the one way. And of course, they can't really count all the people. It was just to see the majority of people. They would come wearing... Uh, White. Yeah. And, and the other, yeah, a lot. I have to and tell you, though, I, I know enough about dictators, Victoria. I guarantee you that these words have come out of Alexander Lukashenko's voice or his puppet regime's voices. Well, lots of people were white and they didn't know that that was the color of the opposition candidate. They were just wearing white because they happened to be wearing white that day. That's what dictators do when they're confronted with facts. Yeah. You said there was another so, way that they counted? Yeah, that's uh, on the slide, it is the, another way. So 
they create like a bot in a telegram messenger do you know that one i don't so it's a it's an app for a smartphone yeah it's just an app to communicate just a messenger gotcha. um and they created a bot uh so you text to this bot and he asks you a question who are you going to vote for and all this information to confirm your who are you going to vote for and then uh when you actually vote you should take a picture of your how's it called bulletin uh your ballot your ballot and next to your passport uh and then you send the picture to this bot and wow. just recently they counted all the vo uh votes and well, because that's a way to also you're preventing Lukashenko and his allies from saying well people are just responding to the bot over and over again it's it's five people sitting in a room together that sent in 1,065,510 votes and they've already come up with a way that they they're protecting themselves from that accusation and putting out passports which again the bravery of the Belarusian people because if their passports are open that also means that the the dictator's regime knows who these people are hence these mass arrests as well but this is brilliant organization by the opposition yeah i think that it was actually really smart to do this and they now have all the evidence that he didn't win the election so we already mentioned the women in white they've become the faces of these protests throughout belarus thousands were thousands are being arrested you said that about 2000 have been released but i can't help but remember that it was women who took down the dictator genocidarian in sudan just within the last couple of years omar al bashir I, this is amazing that not just the bravery and the power of the people of belarus but the, the the power of women the power of the women of sudan the power of the women of belarus as young as that 17 year old girl that we saw brutally attacked by her own police officers What do you think is going to happen, Victoria? I don't really know now, but I really hope that they would they wouldn't commit any more like crimes against peacefully prote protesting people. And and more, this is crimes against humanity. It's not just crimes against people. This is an international crime now attacking innocent people attacking your own people under international law now he can be charged by the ICC the international criminal court he can be charged by any any special court that the united nations security council would like to establish unfortunately russia can veto it in the security council but russia cannot veto it in the ICC this man needs to be brought to justice he needs to be removed belarus belarus white russia has about six neighbors Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia. All of the neighbors are standing with the people of Belarus. The European governments in the west, the United States, most of the world community is standing with the people of Belarus. The only person standing behind Alexander Lukashenko is Vladimir Putin, and Vladimir Putin needs to understand that if he continues to stand behind this dictator then he's next. This is the time. The walls are closing in on Alexander Lukashenko. 26 years has been at least 25 years 
too much. Victoria, you said you're 22 years old. He's been the leader of this country your entire life. Yeah. You want him removed, but you're afraid for your people? Yeah. Um, I even remember myself in like eighth grade and understanding that it's all just really weird that he is a president for so long. Eighth grade, okay. That's young, which means, again, it's a tribute to you and your intelligence, but it also just shows how obvious it must be to everyone in Belarus that this man is not the legitimate leader of the people of Belarus. Yeah, and I, at this age, I remember that I had a friend whose brother was a political prisoner for protesting on some of the elections. So, and he got in prison for eight years. And he got out really early, earlier before he... Doing something that in the United States we take for granted. He was put in jail for eight years for doing something that Americans do without even thinking. Yeah. Uh, and that's why people were really afraid to express their position in politics. Victoria, I, I said before, I'm going to say it again. You were brave. The, the people of Belarus are brave. This man, Alexander Lushenkov, is a coward. He hides behind police officers who he gives orders to to attack his own people. That's not what police officers do. And I am so grateful that you reached out to me. I'm grateful that you joined me today. And together with the Belarusian people, with your voice, sharing these pictures, sharing what's going on in Belarus, we'll keep the pressure up. And, and hopefully this man will realize it's time for him to retire to a, a mansion in Russia and get the heck out of Belarus because he's not welcome there anymore. That's true. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.